0: This week, you're being asked to tune into what is the next step? What is the next small but powerful step you can make towards change? And don't worry about the big stuff. Focus on the small next right thing. This is your host, Maddie Murphy, aka your cosmic consultant. This is your energy report. This drops on Friday to give you the 411, the download, the 101, the what for on what the heck is happening up in the cosmos, those crazy cosmos and their weird twisted senses of humor and how it affects us down on Earth. So you can be prepared, you can be aware, you can be aligned and ready to shine, because it is Leo season after all. So if you're new here, I'd like to just chit-chat in the beginning, then i break down what happened last week in astrology, why it was just so in line with the cosmos and have a little wowie zowie moment with that. Then we talk about your moon report, your inner, your emotional world, what you need to know. This is like your emotional forecast for the week ahead. And then I talk about some of the bigger, the bigger transits, the bigger things happening in the planets to kind of push the needle forward in your life. Okay, so Virgo Housekeeping Notes, I want to thank you all for just continuing to leave those ratings and reviews. We are just crushing it. We are what top 50 U.S. spirituality podcasts. We are over 55,000 downloads. I am shooketh. Your girl is humbled. And believe me, when I say this, we literally could not have done this without you. Like, I think people say that all the time, but when it comes to a podcast experience and... (laughs) getting ratings and reviews and downloads. Yeah, we couldn't do this without you. It's so cool. I'm in this such surreal moment of synthesis in my life of my own journey, of my own healing obstacles, having to deal with all of my shadow shit and my warts and all things I didn't want to deal with in my life and my wounds. And now I'm getting to be like, hey world, here I am. And here are some of the tools that helped me feel empowered, liberated, and free. And I want that for you now. And so the fact that I get to share that with you and you all or just meeting me where I'm at in my perfectly imperfect style, it means so much to me. And I've just had the chance to connect with a lot of you in my DMs, in my Cosmic Fit Club community. I got to do my Gemini season winner, read their birth chart this week. They're in Costa Rica. And it's so cool to connect with you because you're all my people. Like we're like minded, we're not the same, uh, we're unique, but there is a similarity, you know, in our spirit, in our soul, in our totally non cookie cutter approach to spirituality. So thank you for being you. I'm so happy we put out this show, this antenna, and just getting to find all of my other cosmic baddies. It's meant so much to me. So continue to leave those readings and reviews. I'm going to ask, I've had a few questions about non-Apple reviews. I'm going to ask Alicia, my glorious, badass, boss lady, podcast manager, if she knows about that life, because I have no idea, but I would love to open up the opportunity for more people to be entered to win those one-on-one readings with me just keep them coming. Thank you. Other fun news, so many of you have snagged yourself a copy of our notes from your higher self oracle deck and truly, it makes me so pumped because the Oracle deck is our creative project wanting to bring something. We do a lot of things in the digital sphere. This is our like physical 3D, you could touch it, feel it, smell it, sniff it tool to use in your arsenal to help you connect into your intuition, to help you connect into your flow, into your all aspects of yourself and to align with, you know, whatever you're manifesting, whatever you're, going through, growing through. This was the Oracle deck we made because we wanted a real talk deck that you know used language that was like how we spoke and that anyone could use. And we wanted it to be messages from your higher self because we love the angel decks, the goddess decks, the animal decks, but we're like truly you. You are your own guru. You are your own healer. You are your own artist and muse. And so who better to tap into? for some advice than your higher self. So we have those. They are limited edition. I don't know when we're going to do a second run. So if you need to have them grab them. They're on our website. And I just appreciate everyone who supports us. Like I said, we're a very small company. We are femme run. We are trying to just be a source of upliftment out in the world. So every dollar you spend with us, we are doing little happy dances. And this deck, it is 100 cards. Most decks are like 50 to 78 cards. We decided to go for a full blown 100. So that way you could use this deck for a long time. It's like two decks in one, lots of information. Your higher self has a lot to say and we make it here in the U.S. and we hand package them and we put a lot of love into it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support on that. I think those are my announcements. Let's talk about what happened in this wild week behind us. So we are in Leo season now. We are feeling it. We are all rocking the body glitter I got to party on a boat for one of my best friends' bachelorette parties this weekend. And let me tell you, if you didn't believe it was Leo season until then, like all you had to do was watching like 20 of us girls just shake our booties, have a fun time, but also like jumping off the boat doing cannonballs, letting our inner child just be so silly. And it was so freeing. You know, I think sometimes, listen, like, Everyone has weird things with their body, okay? (laughs) I've worked with enough people to know that. There was something really freeing about being around all women on this boat in our bikinis, like, eating, laughing, you're sitting down, you're slouching, you're dancing, we're making silly TikToks. And there was just something so like encouraging about it. And everyone owning their bodies, owning their most radiant self and using their bodies for pleasure and play. It was all about, it was Leo season to me. It was like, that's our medicine is to live in this radical, radiant place of self-love and Shine and not to be, you know, quote unquote, the center of attention. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Or, you know, to be a diva. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Or to like soak up, you know, the spotlight. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But it's about being in radiant self love and shining so that you give other people permission to shine. You help them remember their light and. Mm. So I recommend do what feels fun to you this Leo season, tap into that inner child, let it all hang out, let yourself just be a fool for art, for love, for your creativity. It's really exhausting to care what other people think all the time. So I just recommend you don't (laughs) give it a break for Leo season, see how it feels. So this past week, speaking of, we're going to do a little recap. If astrology isn't real, then why? Speaking of Leo energy, we had two Leos, Jen and Ben. We know Benifer. They really came out in Leo season. Uh, there were some teasings of it you know, during Mercury in Gemini retrograde, you know, Mercury in Gemini doing things twice, Mercury retrograde going to the past Circling back, bringing the exes back. But listen, not every ex who shows up during Mercury retrograde, it's not always bad. There is sometimes a do-over energy. And Jen and Ben's charts are so fun together. They have such a soul connection. Sometimes we have to leave and go on our own journeys and grow to come back to a person as a more evolved, aware version of ourselves. But like them coming out on Instagram, and making their kind of real public debut was so freaking Leo season for two Leos stepping into the sun. There was so much buzz on the internet about like, this was the hope and inspiration we needed. You know, the stars have realigned. This is cosmic. This is like news outlets saying stuff like this. I think NBC said Ben and Jen revive the for media magic. So I mean, what's more Leo than that? So we love that. The other, you know, if astrology isn't real moment that I want to shout out is Simone Biles. Simone, you're not listening to this. If you are, wow, I am really flattered. But I want to just say good for you. We must protect Simone Biles at all costs. National Fucking treasure and her making the choice to put her mental health at the place of utmost importance taught us all something. Just like if you had a physical injury, you wouldn't be expected to compete. Her saying, My mental health is more important than this, than a gold medal in the Olympics, ugh. That is power. That is beauty. And why it connects to astrology is she has her Jupiter in Aquarius. So she's going through her Jupiter return in 2021, which is when you step into another level of expansion and her Jupiter in Aquarius, she finds her expansion through uh, being progressive, through being community-minded through being a little rebellious, revolutionary, pushing us forward into the next chapter, making us have like an aha moment for humanity. And Jupiter, as we know went retrograde into Pisces May 13th through July 28th. So on that last day to have it come out in the news of her being in her full Jupiter expansion and that's in her Jupiter is in her second house of her values. Oh no sorry. It's in her third house of her communications and how she speaks, but it's right on the cusp of her second house in terms of like her values and how she makes money. So for her to say like, this is what I value, my physical body, and I'm going to use my communications to express that. It was very beautiful. It was very powerful and very Jupiter return. So bravo to her. I live for it. The other thing, if astrology isn't real, is totally the Saturn square Uranus. I've talked about this transit. It's the signature transit of the year where we're noticing the push-pull between progress and tradition. And we're really being shown in an undeniable way the structures and systems that are outdated at best and oppressive and violent at worst. And even the most like oblivious denier type of, you know, person who loves tradition is being forced to be like, wow, maybe, maybe we do need to change. And I'm talking to you, the Olympics. I can't even get into the long list of why the Olympics are on my shit list. The grinds I have to gear with them. I mean, the, what is it? Gears I have to grind with them. We've seen so much bullshit from the Olympics this year. And of course, all directed towards women, specifically also like women of color. I mean, everything from Norwegian beach, it was like volleyball or handball team, fined for not wearing bikinis. And they have this whole thing about like women have to wear things with a close fit and cut on an upward angle. Really? Why? Really? Seriously? Are you kidding me? What does that have to do with their performance? There was uh, another a para-athlete, Olivia Breen, who as an official said her shorts were too revealing. But also there was like Muslim women who wanted to wear a bikini. It was like banned in France and the Olympics had issues with it years ago. Obviously, we know everything that happened with Shikari Richardson being disqualified for using marijuana to offset her grief and depression and to help her mental health. It's just the audacity. I mean, the wearing the uniforms and it's just this control over the female body. Basically, nothing they do is right, or it has to be. For, for some reason, women are so controlled, like the public property owned by the patriarchy. And we feel that a lot. And we're seeing everything happening with the Britney trial this year. It is about Brittany, but it's so much bigger than her. You've heard me say that before. This year's Olympics, like, I'm like, y'all are just, you gotta go sit in your room and think about what you've done and make some big changes. There was also a visually impaired Paralympic swimmer, I think, who was like, she won three gold medals at Rio, but she isn't allowed to bring a personal care assistant to Japan because of the limitations um, that Paralympiads are allowed to bring with them. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This person has worked her whole life to you know work hard and compete for her country and show up and have this discipline and the sacrifice of herself and her family. And they're denying her just help to do basic things like find the athlete's dining hall. It's like, sorry, you're on your own. Figure it out. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And partly why she didn't do it is she's like, I could do it. I did it before, but I need to say something to affect change. You know, this Aquarian, this Aquarian energy. And, you know, I actually, I salute every single person who has stood up, fought back, spoke their truth. Like I'm going to cry right now. And again, like to me, in some ways, the Olympics are very silly. But in other ways, they're just another thing. that We bring human issues to the main stage and we bring beautiful human issues, you know, triumph and victory and the perseverance of the human spirit. But we're also showing a lot of our our shadow aspects of our culture on display. So y'all Olympics, you're in trouble. You're done. Figure it out or else astrology is going to figure it out for you. The universe is coming for your Yes, And my last, if astrology isn't real, then why from this past week, this was bonkers. I woke up to only 1 million DMs from all of you. So in a podcast in May, I talked about Jupiter moving into Pisces was going to open up things for us. We were going to feel unity. We were going to feel into a summer of like love energy, but also Pisces, you know, Jupiter expands what it touches. Pisces is the sign of no boundaries. Pisces is also the sign associated with viruses. A lot of the 2020 spike peak moments of the virus of COVID had to do with some kind of Pisces transit that was happening. So we said, okay, astrologers were like, careful. Like May 14th, Jupiter moves into Pisces. July 28th, Jupiter is going to finish. It's time in Pisces go into Aquarius. And Jupiter is going to amplify Aquarius, which is now more of our detached, scientific-minded, where we need to evolve, what we need to do to move forward. But it's also going to amplify Saturn in Aquarius. Aquarius rules communities, friend groups. Saturn is a restriction. Social distancing is basically like a very Saturn in Aquarius concept. So Jupiter moving back into that, every astrologer was like, okay, heads up, watch out that may happen. And this is why, you know, I do believe if you are healthy and you're not immunocompromised, getting a vaccine and just being smart, like I'm like, yes, open up, go to a restaurant, but maybe don't go to like a 20,000 person stadium where you're breathing all over each other just yet. It's it's a little bit, it's a little bit fast. I do think 2022 is when we're going to see a full like moving past as Jupiter moves into Pisces for real. This summer, we got a little sneak peak. But the, I mean, any astrologer has to be laughing at how on target, how on point these CDC announcements are. And I just want to say that, again, it's not it's not like we're going to be in the state forever. I don't see that. This is not about being hopeless. This is about being informed. And it's about being smart. And it's about also thinking about the collective. Jupiter in Aquarius wants us to think about other people. So we said that a lot of the summer things were opening on the honor system. that you were vaccinated or that you're going to wear a mask if you weren't. I believe a lot of people didn't do that. So Jupiter and Aquarius is asking all of us, like, where can we think more about the we, not just the me? Because that's gotten us into some sticky spots. So it's time to think about the collective, getting vaccinated for people who can't, who are immunocompromised. It's important. And I do think that these variants and these strands, the strains of the virus, it's just the more people who can get vaccinated. I do believe it's better. I've gotten some nasty DMs, people telling me what I can do with my vaccine ideas, shove it up where the sun don't shine. But guess what? This is my podcast. I get to say what I want. And I do think tuning into like my most spiritual inner truth and looking at the astrology and looking at science, I do think that's our best move forward. And it took me a while to get there in the beginning. I like to do my own research and I like to tune in with myself. So that's my truth. Okay. Y'all can have your own truth. Haters, you can just go and express your opinion on any of the millions of platforms. But this is my truth. This is my people. And I want us safe. And I want us to think about other people. Okay? And Jupiter in Aquarius and Jupiter in Pisces. Pisces is all about feelings and feeling um, into things. Jupiter in Aquarius is about rational thought. And I read this article that talked about how people were so opposed to wearing masks because of their emotions and feelings, that they started to conflate it with like facts. Like, I don't like wearing this. Therefore, the virus isn't real or therefore it doesn't do anything or therefore my rights are being violated. And we're like, no, that's just an overwhelming feeling and emotion you have. And we invite us all to start to become responsible for our emotions and how we express them and what we do with those emotions. Accountability. Saturn is always reminding us of accountability. Saturn and Aquarius, how we're taking care of our community, our people. So those were some big ones this week. We had a lot of if astrology isn't real moments. Now we move forward. I have the moon report. We have the transits for the week. Again, this week is going to be a lot about fine tuning details. We are next week going to have the big new moon in Leo. I'm excited for we have eight, eight lions gate. This week is just attending to details, attending to like the small things. So let's get into your emotional moon report so you can understand how to tend to yourself in the best way to honor your emotions and your needs and your inner self. So Friday, The day this comes out, congratulations, the moon is in Taurus, and we got a full Taurus moon weekend, and we love that for us. We love that. Taurus moon's mantra is, Everything is done better horizontally and will there be snacks? No, I'm serious. I'm kidding. I'm serious. Taurus moon weekends, it's good to rest, to be in your body, to receive pleasure, to eat some yummy food, to connect to the earth, to garden, to be in nature. It's like literally your cosmic prescription is to do less and feel good, okay? So put the devices away. Don't run around. This isn't the weekend for like wild errands. This is for like, what can I do that brings me pleasure? What are the things I do that make me feel really good? And can I do more of them this weekend? Taurus moon's also very much about like being in the body. So maybe doing some yoga, some stretching and treating yourself to a massage or some body work. That's all going to feel really good and help you stay really grounded. And that's always, that's always important. Monday and Tuesday and into Wednesday evening, we have the Gemini moon. So we ground down during the Taurus moon, and then we kind of fly high intellectually, mentally in the Gemini moon days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, these are great days to talk, to communicate something. If you have to have a big or tough or important conversation, Gemini moon days, it's a clarity, you're you're connected. You might also feel more social these days. Gemini moon days too, I would really like Look at your writing and your spiritual writing. Check in on your mantras. Do some brain dumping. Do some journaling. Like see what words want to come through to you. Pay attention to new words you learn on Gemini moon days that may help you articulate your next dream, your desire, you know, the moment of soul growth that you're in. Gemini moon days, you want to look out for being a little anxious. That can happen. Gemini moon days, you can take on too much. There could be just like a spinning energy and overthinking. So just trying to discern, you know, you don't have to do everything. It's okay to have a little FOMO. It's okay to say no. Uh, But those Gemini moon days, just, just noticing where that pops up. And Gemini moon, Gemini is all about the breath and lungs. So just practicing doing some breath work or even just allowing yourself three breaths before making a big decision decision or having a conversation. All right. A good little self-care tip for those days. And then Wednesday evening, the moon moves into cancer and that stays there through Thursday. Cancer moon days. What's good self-care? Take care of your home, okay? Your actual home, but also your spiritual home. So Cancer Moon Days, if you're looking to clean your house or spend some time, you're bringing some sacredness back into your sanctuary or just like tuning the world out and spending time in your home, tuning the outside world out, going in. Also Cancer Moon Days, tending to your soul, making some home-cooked meals, resting, relaxing, Epsom salt bath, gravity blanket. Cancer moonies. you may feel more emotional. So letting yourself, emotions are beautiful. They teach us something. Emotions just become too much when we don't allow ourselves to feel them or we don't have the space to process them, right? Like we notice that when we're stressed and we're doing too much is when our emotions sort of quote unquote get the best of us. So we have that restlessness of the Gemini moon and then it eases into this intuitive, instinctive place, needing some peace and quiet, coming back into a place of feeling like safety, security, a feeling of belonging let your inner home body out. Okay. So that's your moon report. I love hearing from you in the DMs about like what you do on certain days or what you've noticed. Track that shit, write that shit down. Notice how the Gemini moon affects you. Okay. We're doing it. This is how we become cosmic baddies living in alignment with our highest, hottest, Self. Okay, so one of the biggest transits for the week ahead. Let's look at our planetary planning. Technically, it happened on the, twi- on the 29th. Mars entered Virgo. And I wanted to talk about this in the podcast. I briefly touched upon it last week, but there was a few things I wanted to bring up. So I want to give this a little bit more attention because Mars transits really affect us because they're, they're a little longer than other transits. So we have through July 29th through September 14th, Mars... Our planet of, you know, how we express our energy after we go after the things we want. It's like our inner warrior is in Virgo. Mars in Virgo is helping us turn our dreams into reality. Uh, Venus is in Virgo. So Venus and Mars meet up there. And this action planet is helping us step into a really detail-oriented, efficient, high, like, output state and our energy. So it's like we maybe tapped into some big ideas during Leo season, we're tapping into them. And Mars and Virgo is like, okay, like figure out the next step. So I want you to pay attention to where you're feeling like you want to fine tune details in your life or where you want to tidy up your spaces or tidy up your physical, energetic, spiritual life. Virgo is like the tidy queen. She wants to clear out the clutter and pay attention to where Small things can make a big difference. Like Mars in Virgo is, you know, going to help you maybe take that next small step like you have that big vision, Mars and Virgo can help you just get through some of the details and how it feels good. When you get those small things off your list and out of your head, it makes room for more, okay? For more of the fun, the creative, the expansive things. And Mars and Virgo is also very much about like showing up consistently to your practice, to the thing, to your art, for the thing you love. I think I talked about it, but uh, Brittany has Mars and Virgo and, you know, she is Sagittarius, silly. She is expansive. She is a force of nature, but her Mars in Virgo is what helps her hit those marks, right? Like she even said in her testimony, like everyone thought I like didn't have my mental faculties, but then I put together that choreography. I taught those moves and I hit every single one of my marks. And she said that and I was like, yes, Mars in Virgo. So Mars in Virgo is a little bit of like, not buckling down, but it is here to help us get our shit together. It's going to bring us like a hyper-focused, attention, awareness, motivated energy, okay? So I want you to think about that. And it's giving us a sneak peek for what's going to happen in Virgo season. And I just want you to- See what are the ways I can break down these big ideas into small action steps. And Mars and Virgo loves like practical magic, systems, routines, um, you know, making things automated, uh, rituals. Well, things you do over and over again that help you grow and expand with grace and ease. We also have to look out for Mars and Virgo can be very critical. Gordon Ramsay has Mars and Virgo. So we need to look out for, we want to be perfect. We want to notice those small things when Mars is in Virgo, but we have to release perfection. We're embracing wholeness. We're embracing progress, not perfection. You know, forward action is better than finely tuned perfect action because it doesn't even exist. And we also want to be aware of where we're being too hard on ourselves, okay? And where we're even being too hard on other people. Watch out, Mars is like how we express our anger and our frustration. And just noticing, like, if you're finding yourself really critical or really judgmental of other people, how can you invite in more compassion? And how can you also invite in more self compassion? Because usually, when we're critical of someone else, it's because we're being critical of ourselves in some way, or we think that we're not worthy of love in that area. So we're going to be self-compassionate. We're going to notice details, but not obsess on them. And also we're going to look out for analysis paralysis, where we're so obsessed with being perfect or the details that we don't take those first steps. I just want you to take, I want you to use the sun and Leo bold, big, courageous energy to take that first step, even if it feels really tiny. Okay. And just do that. Trust in that beginning, allow yourself to be new at something, allow it to be a little messy. It's more important that you just start and don't compare your day one to someone else's day 900, right? So if you're feeling yourself getting overwhelmed or getting lost in the sauce, pull out, look at your big picture. Look at why why you're starting. Where's your heart? What are you feeling there? That's very Mars and Virgo. That's going to be a big theme for the week, this detail. The more uh, micro transits, if you will, which is that is not a technical astrology term. Like I said, Jupiter moved back into Aquarius. That's actually a big one. This is going to bring us back to where we were before May 13th. And we're fine tuning our vision we had at the beginning of the year. What did we learn? while Jupiter was in Pisces. What did we learn from May 13th to July 28th? What was the new vision we saw for our lives? What was the new dream? What was the blessing? What was the manifestation? What was the creative project? Or where do we see our life going? Now Jupiter's back in Aquarius and it's like, okay, do the work. Figure it out. Get analytical. Ask for help. Rely on your team. Let's get a little technical with it. Okay? So We're feeling that, again, fine-tuning detail. Virgo and Aquarius are very similar. I've heard people reference Aquarius as winter Virgo. So that's the energy. We're doubling down on that kind of from two different angles though. And then we have a beautiful day on the 1st, on Sunday the 1st. The sun and Mercury meet up and have a little date in the sky. This is also called a Kazemi, which is a super fun name. And it just literally means like Mercury's in the heart of the sun. This is a great day for aha, like big ideas. It's a great day for communications. It's a great day to like think on your feet, problem solve. And again, it's in Leo. So it's going to be about like living boldly on your creative ideas. Make a courageous act, you know, shoot your shot this day, be the center of attention, allow yourself to be seen, or at least like start being seen, you know, put out the intention that you're ready to step into that spotlight, to step into that Leo energy, sun, letting yourself shine, Mercury, communicating with that. Sun conjunct Mercury is, is brilliant. It really is. I think about Carol King, the singer, I believe has Sun conjunct Mercury, Gertrude Stein, so Annie Lennox, and it's just about like allowing your, these like ideas to flow through you, okay, and to show up boldly. That's, that's in Leo. They're not all in Leo. I forget their exact signs, but it is about trusting the ideas that pop in your head and the clarity you have. It's meant to be out in the world, okay? That's the sun. It's not meant to be hidden away. And then the last thing I wanted to let you know is then following that, Monday the 2nd, there's a sun-Saturn opposition. All this means, this happens once a year. It could feel like, oh my God, your Leo season is getting the ice bucket challenge. Like someone is major proverbial boner killer energy on your Leo season swagger and your flair, but also trust that whatever this block is, it's your blessing. You hear me say that a lot. Don't let it dampen your spirits. Just trust the reroute. Trust that there's some kind of wisdom to extract, whether it's someone giving you criticism, whether it's someone saying no, whether it's something not working out. Stand boldly. Leo, Leo's shine, it's not up for debates. The sun doesn't Like it's cloudy sometimes, but the sun is still shining. No one gets to tell the sun that it's not shining. So trust, okay, it's a cloudy day. It's a moment. We're having a little storm come through, but that doesn't take away from your divine right to shine. Take that information. Maybe you need to scale back. Maybe you need to reassess. Maybe you need to be more responsible. Maybe you need to finish something you've started. Maybe you need to like put some more concrete Saturn structures in place, action steps, spreadsheets to make your shine feel strong and good. But, you know, slow down. Don't stop don't you dare stop. I'll be so mad at you. I'll be so pissed at you and you don't want to see me pissed. So that's it this week. Like I said, it's a lot of fine tuning. It's a lot of paying attention to details. A lot of this year is just paying attention to your next yes. You know, working through one thing at a time, following the next illuminated thread of yes. As one of my dear friends, Abby says, it's like following your golden thread and working through one little tangle you find in it at a time. Like, yes, tuning into your big picture visions, but don't let that overwhelm you. So let me know how it goes. You know, I live, love, laugh to hear from you. You can tag us at the Cosmic Rx. Some of you have been doing your hashtag sacred thirst trap. Yes, keep the sacred thirst traps coming. I love as a spiritual practice being seen in Leo season. So your cosmic assignment, your spiritual growth exercise is to find a picture where that ass just won't quit and you post it and you pat that hashtag on it, or you can send it to me privately at I am Maddie Murphy, if you're not ready to have it on the main stage, but it is a spiritual practice to let yourself be seen. All right. Like I said, on that boat with my girls, letting ourselves have fun, belly rolls and all loving it, loving our cellulite, (laughs) loving our bodies, because when we're in our bodies, you just care less about the other stuff. And you get to be like, wow, I am in a living, walking, miraculous body. And I get to do this thing called life. And I have more things to do with my one true life than wonder if like my arm fat jiggles too much. Okay? So Leo season, it's a lot about the body, but it's about the shine. It's about the inner light. Hashtag sacred thirst drop. Find me the Cosmic Rx or at I am Maddie Murphy. I love to hear from you all. I'm sending you loads of stardust, loads of magic. Go ahead and slay this week like the Cosmic Maddie you are.